Well, hello there. This is Mike Beckett with the Rolling Toe Show for uh, October 27th, 2022. Time flies. Kevin, my son, is off on a little trip, and so I am soloing it, and I just got being in my ear. I don't know what that was. Um, and uh, Kevin Rutherford's going to join me here, and we're going to chat a little bit, and then we'll take whatever calls come in, and uh, if nobody calls, I'll, uh, I, th- I was going to do a, a comedy routine I haven't got it all completely written, but we'll skip it. We'll fake it, okay? Um, I got a terminated call. I don't know what that is. So in either case, Ken, are you there? I, I am. I'm the substitute Kevin today. You're the substitute Kevin. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Far out. Okay. And, uh, I, I can so, hang out here for you for a couple of minutes, but uh, just mm-hmm. since yesterday when I you know, said I'd, I'd love to start the show with you, and I, I do, I want to catch up, and um, but mm-hmm. I have to go to the county election office and fix a mistake they made. They've deleted me from the voter rolls. <laughs> Ten years. Ten years. The system's been exactly the same since I moved to Oregon, registered to vote. My mallet, ballot always shows yeah. up in the mailbox like it always has. Oregon yeah. actually has a really yeah. good voter system. It's all mail-in. Yeah. They do it really uh-huh. well. It's very secure. I, I love it. You don't have to go stand in lines. Do uh-huh. it at home. But, sure. I, and I told the story, so I'm going to give you the short version. I, I had a really, really long rant this morning because I was really pissed off about it. Um, the mm-hmm. You, you've been out here. We live up on the hill here uh, in a tiny little yep. town. Post office is a mile and a half away. They won't deliver mm-hmm. up here because the hill's too steep and they won't come up in the wintertime. So we just don't get any mail delivery. I have to have a post office box. I- I'm okay with that. Uh-huh. Not a big deal. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. you know how things are today. You order stuff online. Is it coming UPS or FedEx? Do I need a street address? Do I need mm-hmm. a P.O. box? It's always confusing. Try to put both on, mm-hmm. but for years, from the first day we were here, if it had my street address, they knew who we are. They put it in my post office box. It, it, ten years they've been right. doing it. We're also the biggest shipper right. in town. You know, they they yep. we ship a lot through the post office. We're the biggest shipper in town. Yesterday, we're waiting mm-hmm. for our ballots because I'm heading out of town tomorrow for a couple of speaking engagements, and I want to get it done before I go. So. Lisa yeah. gets her ballot yesterday. Mine's not in there. So Lisa starts digging and checking. The post office just randomly decided to send my ballot back because it didn't have the post office box number on it. And the, the oh, election office just made me inactive as a voter. Oh, geez. <sighs> well, uh, the people working at the post office who knew you who you were retired. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, they didn't. But I, oh. <laughs> I, I, I have a theory. Um, you know, it, it's, yeah. everything's political these days. I'm a registered libertarian living in Oregon. Uh, you know, uh-huh. I'm, I'm way, way out of place here politically. I, I think it's a conspiracy. Yeah. They just didn't want me to vote. Okay. All right. That's my theory. I, I get it. All right. Yeah. I, I can live with it. Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. So what else is new and exciting before you get off the air? Uh, I have 
solved one of, or I'm in the process of solving one of my health problems. You know, I, we do a show where we help a lot of truck drivers with all kinds of health issues. We've been doing it for years. Mm -hmm. I love doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. that old saying, you know, doctor heal thyself. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a sleep problem I just could not figure out, and it kept getting worse and worse. I tried everything. I did all kinds of research, which is what I love doing, did all kinds of testing. Think nothing would work. So I had to reach out mm -hmm. to somebody else. Um, turned out to be an herbalist, uh, and they work with a lot of yeah. adaptogens and mushrooms, and not not those kind of mushrooms. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it looks like we might be solving it. I we're made wow. huge improvements in, in just about three weeks. So um, I never thought it was going to happen that fast. Not there yet, but uh, big, big improvements. That's pretty exciting for me. Well, see, when I have a sleep problem and I can't get to sleep, my wife has a wooden mallet by the bed. She just reaches over and smacks me. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried that, but Lisa's got a hell of a right arm. I end up in the hospital for three days. <laughs> You don't have a hard enough head. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Something went wrong with that. With that try. Yeah. Far out. Far out. So what? Okay, uh, well, what, what have you been up to? I know you guys have been doing the show. That's uh, awesome. We get uh, calls have been good. I want to encourage everybody right now. This is a talk show. It's a caller-driven mm -hmm. talk show. Call in. That's mm -hmm. what we're here for. Mm -hmm. Mike is here offering. And, and Excellent advice at very little charge. Now, you know, people don't know this, but yeah. when you call, we send people a bill in the mail. It's a little one, though. Oh, you do? Yeah, it's a little one. Oh, I How come you never I share it with me? Damn it, I forgot. I wasn't supposed to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Darn, there goes my bottom line. Now I got to share. Are they, are they paying you with green stamps? It, you know, for some reason, nobody's paid us yet. Oh, oh, shocking. Yeah. <laughs> I called somebody Far and said, out. what's the deal? You haven't paid the checks, yeah. in the, checks in the mail. That's what they keep telling me. Checks in the mail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. I All right. Know. Yeah, so the number they need to call is 855-950-3835. Hey, you know, I, I is that love correct? it is. You got it. You nailed it. Call okay. the number. Right. Call right okay. now. Call and, you know. Whatever, Mike, if you don't call, mm -hmm. Mike said he was going to do a comedy routine. I think you should threaten to do a song and dance routine. I can do that. Okay. I can do that easier because I've already got that program put See, together. There you go. They threaten them with that. They'll yeah. call. <laughs> yeah, they should. <laughs> I'll call. <laughs> there you go. Just to get me uh, off the song. Yeah. No, I, I wanted to say, right, I, I, I love you and Kevin doing the show. You guys are, uh, you know, it's, Two had we had this we had this I used this phrase earlier. Somebody uh, just rebuilt their engine, went to fire it up the first time, and had all kinds of nasty stuff going on. And it looks like the head is trashed. So Ooh. he said, "I don't know if I should, you know, work through the warranty on this, or if I should just go buy another head. But then I'll have a head I don't need." And I said, "Come on, two heads are always better than one. Always better. Always better. <laughs> yeah." So today you're, you're flying with one, but uh, you and Kevin do a great job on this. I, I do miss the show, though, doing this show. So this yeah. was kind of fun to well, be they able tell to me jump in here for a couple minutes. They tell me I've got a split personality, so two people are on the air anyway. Oh, there you go. There you go. See, yeah, do you have a sister no named Sybil? Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Enough fun and games. I'm going to go scream at somebody at some government office. I actually am not. I am. That would be a bad thing to do. You're going to get no. You're going to go like in that. very calm, very friendly, a little smile. Thank you very much. I might even take coffee and donuts. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go All get right. this done because I need to vote. So um, have a great show today. Thanks for everything you do for Thank us. You, I sir. really appreciate it. And uh, we'll You're talk to you again welcome. soon. We appreciate everything you do for us. Have a great right. day. Bye-bye. Bye. Always wears faster than the right front tire. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, because me and Fowler were talking. We, he was thinking that it was the uh, right tire. Would no, not the alignment. We set it up to push the truck slightly left to counter the okay. gravity crown of the road which causes the left front tire to wear a little fast. And what we recommend is when the left front tire is two thirty seconds more worn than the right front, it's time to switch them so they'll even out again. Okay? okay. And so... And like I said, that's why I said I waited too long to switch, and I know that's why I'm not to buy a new set of tires. That's yes, you did. So now, now remember, on you had tire. six on one tire, and how much on the other? Nine. Nine, yeah. See, if you'd have rotated at 60,000 when it was about two thirty seconds difference, right now you'd have about nine on both, maybe eight on both, okay? And it would get me closer to that 200,000 mark. Yes, yes, that's the trick, okay? That was all I need. Like you said, I mean, we were talking, and he thought it was reversed, or we were talking, he thought I couldn't remember for sure. So I thought, well, yep. I'll call and ask you. Yep, no problem. Glad to talk to you. Oh, Drive perfect. safe out there, yeah. huh? All right, thanks, sir. You bet, Jerry. Bye bye. Um, bye. Okay, all right. So I'm I'm learning how to operate this phone system here, and uh, there's there's this computer screen in front of me, and uh, I just got through talking with that guy. Now, Rick, is that the one? Yeah, Rick Tars, Rick something, Rick Poole. It wants to talk to me, so I'm going to click that button. Hello, Rick Mr. There. Monic. How you doing? Yes, sir. Doing great. Hope you are. Good. What's up, um, man? Well, question about tires. It's actually just one tire. I replaced my tires uh, first of last month. Okay. And I, had to, I went with good years because that was the only thing that I had at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I put Goodyear drives on, new tires on the rear axle. I put the um, recaps on the front axle. I'm really not having any wear issues, but what I am having is the inside tire on the left side on the recaps uh, is leaking air. Now, I've had them test it. They said they can't find the air leak, but I'm losing about eight to 10 pounds within a 10 day period. That's too much. Let me tell you about the case. Yeah. Yes. So the casing is, and and I have some automotive experience, but not truck experience, but uh, with tires and whatnot, but the casing does not look like it's a current casing. It has that rigid old man look on the casing, but the other three have a smooth surface on the casing. Okay. I think they're right. air bleeding. I, I believe air is bleeding from the sidewall of the tire. And okay. not, do, you know and how, not, do you know how to look at the DOT number and figure out how old the casing is? 
Um, yes, there's a, um, a D number. Well, if you look at the DOT number, there's a series of numbers and letters, and then at the very end, there are four numbers. Okay? All right. The first two numbers in that group tells you the week, and the last two numbers tells you the year that that tire was year. built. Okay. Yep. Okay. You just refreshed my memory. That's, that's correct. So my question would be, how old is that tire? Okay. Right. And, and that okay. might tell you why it looks like an old casing, because maybe it's 10 years old and somebody sold you an old recap. Now, yeah. for example, let's talk about a, a company. I'll, I'll use their name to heck with it. Werner Enterprises out of Omaha. And I don't know if this is still their current practice, but years ago, what they would do is they would run an original tire, and then they would recap it once. And then they would run it a second time, and then they'd recap it again. And when they capped it the third time, they would store those tires, and when they traded in a truck, those trucks went into the tr trade-in with all those third-time caps on them. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, you can right. imagine a drive tire that runs, let's say, two years on a set of tread, on the original tread, runs one year on the next set, runs one year on the next set. That casing is five, six years old now, and it's getting yeah. traded off to somebody. So you could wind up with a very old casing and not know it. Well, what irritates me about this, when I went to go do these tires and I talked to a distributor uh, Southern Tire, actually, that uh, handles Michelin. I had a perfect set of all-position Michelins that I love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kevin Rutherford is right. I put the same design tire that he used to run, just an updated version from the time mm -hmm. that he owned his trucks. Mm -hmm. it, it performed perfectly. The, the mm -hmm. problem is you're only going to get half the life out of it. The rolling resistance was awesome. I could tell a big difference in fuel mileage from what I have now. I, probably about five to six tenths that right. I've measured so far on, on fuel gauges. Mm -hmm. um, but they would not take that tire and send it off to get a recap from me. I wanted mm -hmm. to keep my Michelin casings because they were mm -hmm. all numbered correctly. Mm -hmm. they, they all came out of the same batch, all eight of them. Mm -hmm. And they would not do it. Why did, did they and say I, why they would? I, they said they just don't have that program. I said, you used to have the program. Well, I guess yeah. we don't have it now. That's what yeah. they tell me. Yeah. They, I hmm. think they're just lazy and just didn't want to do it because there's some shipping involved to take it to the plant, which mm -hmm. there, I understand there is a plant over in um, DFW. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway... Maybe they it's just don't have a way to track it. They may not. May not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're running into. Now, I've heard of people in the past taking their tires off, new tires, because they wanted to keep the number sequence together mm -hmm. um, and get them recapped. But I guess since COVID, everything's changed now. <laughs> well, it, and it changes differently at different tire dealerships. You might find a recapper someplace, let's say you went to, well, I'm going to pull one of my, Kansas City, and you went to a tire shop mm -hmm. that had the recap place right next door, they might be willing to do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, well, it, it, so so they couldn't find the leak. In other words, they couldn't air it up. They couldn't immerse the whole thing in water and see it bubbling or anything. You know, they put it in water. I watched the guy tub it. He says, he says, driver, I can't find a leak here. Okay, so, so I think it's a cold. I think it's a cold leak. I think it leaks more when it's after it's been sitting because the weather is changing. So that's where I noticed it the most. Okay, that could be. Okay. Well, I I don't know what else to tell you other than I would look at the DOT number and see how old that case is. Okay. But right. the other thing I want to uh, ask you before you let me go, mm-hmm. it's not good to run a tire that has all that rigid sidewall on it because doesn't it weaken the sidewall? Well, I, I'm not sure exactly what you're describing as a rigid sidewall. I'd need to see a picture. Well, it's of like an old man skin. I mean, it's like it's, 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 like, it's like a desert bed. Yes, yeah, yeah, really. It's, it's like a desert bed. And it's got after crack- water has been evaporated. Yeah, yes. It's got little cracks in it, yes. Okay, that's, that's ozone oxidation cracking on the surface of the tire. And that usually comes either with age or with a tire that mm-hmm. has sat in the sun someplace. And that's why I wonder how old that thing is. Okay? okay. Now, most casings, you don't want to run more than five and some of them seven years. Okay, I'm starting right. to approach five to seven years. I don't want that casing. So if you look at it and yeah. you find it's eight years old, well, that justifies why it's cracked. Yeah, and I blame myself on this because normally I would have asked to inspect each tire before it went on. Mm-hmm. But I, I forgot to do it this time. All right. Well, next time you learned a lesson, right? Yeah. Yeah. Expensive one, probably. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, you have well, thank a good you so day. Much, sir. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah. Okay. All right. We took care of that. We answered that question. Uh, took care of that one. What do we got here? We got somebody who's trying to call in from out in the Northwest. And I'm just going to go ahead and talk to him now because I'm not doing anything else. I think it's Chris. Let's see what he's got. Is this Chris? Hey, how's it going? It goes well. What's up? Well, question on... uh uh, boost engine boost uh, as it changes through elevation. Um, I got an 06 Volvo with the uh, the Cummins 13 speed. Whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. This is a tire show. Oh, tire the show. Thing I, yeah, the only thing I know about engines is you put gas in the tank, turn the key, and it starts. All right. Yep. <laughs> well, then I'm I'm coming in at the wrong time. Coming at the wrong time. Yeah, you want to talk when Kevin's on because he can talk about that stuff. Me, yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay, big cool. round, black, and dirty. I don't know nothing. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. You well, have a good day. Fair enough. All righty. Have a good day. Bye bye. I don't know nothing about birthing no babies. <laughs> Far out. Okay. All right. So we got through a few calls. We answered a couple of them. And I was trying to decide what I was going to sit here and talk about when Kevin wasn't around. My Kevin, Kevin Beckett. And then we had Kevin Rutherford step in and, and, and talk a little bit. And then he had to go argue with the government. Government. And so what I decided I would do until some more phone calls came in 
is I would simply sit here and talk about the five most common tyre problems we see all the time. The ones we get phone calls on. And the first one is alignment problems. Now, as I go out and look at tires all over the country, in Mexico and Canada and South Africa and wherever, I, I'm not traveling much anymore, but I did a lot of that. 50% of the irregular wear we see in steer tires comes from alignment problems. And seven out of 10 trucks that I walk up to and feel the steer tires in a truck stop or anything, seven out of 10 of them have alignment problems. They have feathered wear. Now, feathered wear occurs when you slide a tire sideways. If you lay your hand flat on the tire, palm down, slide it across the tire toward the frame of the truck, slide it back out. If it feels sharp one way and smooth the other way, that's feathered wear, that's alignment problem. Now, you can set the toe in wrong, and let's say the tires are towed in too much, then what you will get is, what you will get is, let's say it's towed in too much, it'll feel smooth going into the frame, sharp coming out, smooth in, toe in. And if both front tires feel that way, you get too much toe in. If on the other hand, it feels sharp going toward the frame, and smooth coming out, smooth out is toe out. Okay? So that's simple. Got to set the toe in the front end of the truck. If one front tire feels smooth going in toward the frame, and the other front tire feels smooth sliding out away from the frame, that means the toe is right, the rear end's wrong. The rear end is pushing the truck sideways, and the guy's having to steer against a right pull or something. And that's the most common handling complaint is a right pull. If you have toe out and the rear end pushing you to the right, well, now the right front tire, because it's towed out, is going to the right. It's happy. It wears good. And all the feathered wear shows up in the left front tire. So you can see feathered wear is my first indicator. That's why people call up and they say, I got a tire wear problem on my steer tire. First question I got, is there feathered wear? Because that tells me if it's an alignment problem. Now, if there's no feathered wear on the steer tires, then we have to look at the other issues that are causing problems. And 50% of the irregular wear we see in steer tires today is from other issues. On the drive and trailer axles, less than 10% of the wear we see all the time is from alignment. 90% is other stuff. All right, let's go back to the steer tires then. One of the complaints we're seeing a lot of is cupping or irregular wear in the middle ribs on a steer tire. Not on the shoulder rib, but on those middle three ribs. And with low rolling resistance, fuel efficient tires, we find they need more air pressure. I said, well, I've, I've always run 100 pounds and, I, and I'm never 20,000 pounds or 12,000 pounds of weight. I, I can run a little less air. Well, it's not the weight that's on the truck when it's driving down the road easy. 
It's what the tire is doing when you step on the brakes. Then that steer tire is gripping the road and trying to stop you. And the load shifts to the front and overloads the steer tire. And then the footprint buckles and the middle of the tire starts cupping. So we find with the new low rolling resistance tires, they need more air than you're used to running. And as a rule of thumb, we find that if we run 10 pounds more than what the sidewall says, we get a lot less of that air. Now, I'm going to stop this discussion of irregular patterns right now because two other people have jumped on and want to talk to me. So I'm going to talk to Dwayne and see what he has to say. Are you there, Dwayne? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, I, I got a 09 Freightliner Cascadia, Cascadia with uh-huh. the jump front end on it. Uh, with the what? The jump jump yeah, front end? Rack and ping in front end. Oh, oh, yeah, you got trouble, man. <laughs> I'm wondering if it anybody is they still doing the conversion kit for those photos uh, well they built about 7,000 of those trucks with a rack and pinion and then we figured out they were junk and the big fleets that had a hammer that could use on them would go to Freightliner beat on their heads and Freightliner would take the rack and pinion off mount a steering gearbox change the steering column and set them up and it cost about $7,000 a truck to do that conversion. And that right. was 15 years ago. Okay? Yeah. So I'm not sure what it would cost today, but I, I, I don't know how you do that and get the money back out of the truck. Yeah, that's kind of a crossroad that I'm at uh, because the truck I'm in got 1.2 million miles on it. And it yep. still it, it still runs good, yep. but but I know that 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 front end I'm you know I'm I'm having trouble out of it uh, because of the tire wear that I'm having on my on my passenger side. Correct. And I'm at the crossroad. I'm at a crossroad on whether should I just uh, uh, get a new truck or try to find someone to have. Well, even if I try to find someone to have it to replace it. I can't find nobody to do it. Yeah, the only way I can think of to do it would be go to the junkyard and find a Cascadia that was wrecked that you could get the steering gearbox and the steering column out of and take all that stuff off of yours and replace it all and rebuild the column and do all of that. Because if you pay somebody to do it, you you couldn't sell the truck and get the money back for what you're going to pay him because it probably took us you ten thousand dollars now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, okay. Uh, I I I I appreciate you for taking my call on that one. Not a problem. Good luck for you, buddy. All right. Right. Bye bye. That's that's a sad deal, and I don't know what to do about it. Because uh, it, it's been a bummer all along. All right, I've got I've got a guy with heel and toe wear, and a steering tire question. His name is Dan, and so we shall talk with Dan. Hi, hello. How you doing? Go back to 
I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fine. I'll take you back to the old road scholar days and tell you I am not in Jamaica. <laughs> that was fun. We, we used to guess where the area codes were. Yeah. And we got to the point where if we couldn't know where it was, it must be in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cool. So my question on heel toe wear is I put uh, eight new drives on my tractor, on my truck. Yeah. I'm yeah. just wondering, I'm familiar with heel toe wear. Why is it yeah. showing up first and worst on my rear drive axle? Worst and first. Well, every time you turn a corner, the truck pivots on the front drive axle and drags the rear drive axle sideways around the corner. Yeah. So it's getting Wouldn't more abrasive. off ends? Well, if you're sliding it, that means it's not in full contact with the road, and the engine horsepower can make it spin more, can't it? Well, that makes sense, yeah. yeah. So if you're applying power in the corners when you're turning... I could see where the rear axle would be slipping more and get more heel and toe. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, is it a small lug design or a large lug design? I don't know the difference. Well, (laughs) a large large (laughs) lug. I don't know what you mean. The lugs might be two inches square. Big lugs, okay? Small lugs, a whole bunch of little bitty lugs. So do you have a whole bunch of little bitty ones, or do you have a whole bunch of big square hunkin' lugs? Two inches. Yeah, they'd be smaller. Okay. Small lugs are more susceptible because they have more ability to move. A large lug has more support, and it doesn't want to twist as much. Okay. So the smaller the lug design, which does give you better traction under adverse ice and snow conditions on hard face will give you more heel and toe because they wiggle more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That makes sense. All right. Yep. So that's about as good as I can do for you. Okay. All right. Steer tire question. Yeah. So someone had a very bad day and I found a steer tire with a junk rim along the side of the road, Ooh, but it is a, it is a low, low 22.5, like a drop deck or car hauler or something. Oh, okay. tire. Yeah. What, what would happen if I'd put that on the steer axle and the other side was just a regular, a 295 low pro? It wouldn't handle right. Okay. okay. Because when you hit a bump in the road, the bounce off of the low, low profile one will be much stiffer than the one off of the high profile one, and you're not going to get a good handle. Okay. They're both both 22.5s, I assume. Yeah. But one of them is a really short profile tire, the other one's a tall one, right? Yep. Right. Um, And if it's significantly different in height, it could also eventually cause your frame to want to twist. Oh, well, that's no good. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. No. Okay. All right. Get rid of it or something. So, okay. Well, Uh, yeah, make a swing. Make a swing. 
There you go. That'd work. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, buddy. That's all, all I got. Day. All right. Yeah. Talk to you later. Yeah. Right, bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> okay. Took care of that one. We got another one. Uh, they're 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 calling in by lefts and rights now. I think we got Brad here. Yes, you. How you doing, Brad? Oh, we're enjoying the weather. Good, good. Because you, if you if you're in Minnesota, like I think you're in Minnesota, you're not going to enjoy it much longer. Well, I'm just east of there in the other state, but yeah, it's that's where I live, so it's fun in the winter. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what's up? Um, Stemco. Uh, I think they're called Pro Torque Nuts. I know you said you're a fan of them. Are they yeah, as good as uh, the Dr. Preload or not? The, the Dr. Preload is a knockoff of the Stemco. Okay. Oh. The difference is that the Stemco when you if you slid the socket on the the beveling that holds the socket would go all the way to the back side of the of the nut and the back side is square cut the doctor preload goes back so far with the socket and then it tapers in because the doctor preload tube has to hook in behind the nut to push the bearing in when they're doing the doctor preload setup but they both use the same locking system so as far as I'm concerned, they're equal nuts, okay? One's as good as the other. But if you're going to use the Dr. Preload tool, you cannot use the Stemco nut. You have to use their proprietary nut so the tool will work. Okay. So unless you want to spend high dollars and buy the tool for each check, so you're better off going with the Stemco. Yeah, I, I, unless I was going to use the <clears throat> Dr. Preload tool, there's no point buying their nuts. Yep. Okay. Okay. I do have another question about my pickup, if you'd like to answer that. Uh, sure, as long as it has to do with paint and chrome. Uh, the paint's peeling and the chrome's coming off. Ah, we can fix that. That's not a problem. I've got a do-it-yourself chrome kit, okay? And you get this kit, and over the weekend, you can apply chrome to the whole truck, and then you'll never have to paint it again. Sounds good to me. Sure. You'll have to reapply the chrome every two years, but that's another discussion. Uh, we will worry about question? that later. <laughs> so it's a 99 Super Duty with the Dana 40 front axle. And it, it seems to wander all over the road, and I'm assuming that's a toe issue, but I can't say for sure. Usually it's a toe issue. Now, is this a, a four-wheel drive pickup? Yes. Or two-wheel drive. It is a four. Four-wheel okay. drive. All right. So, yes, it could be tow, but on a pickup truck, you've got multiple ball joint connections in the front end, and if they've got movement, you could have tow changing while you're driving. So, what I do is I jack up one side of the steer axle, leave the other side in the ground, then grab that let's say the right front tires in here, grab the front and back of it and try to turn it left and right and see how much play is in that assembly. If there's too much play, you got to replace all the intermediate pieces to keep the tires solid. 
and then I would do a good toe setting. And that's the same as a semi with a ink pen, duct tape, and a tape measure, right? Exactly, exactly. It'll work the same way. Oh, then I have to do that before I chrome it this weekend. Yes, yes. Do that first, then you can chrome it, then you'll be happy. Sounds good. All right, buddy. You have a good day. Same to you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. So we got that one taken care of. And there's another guy here just calling about a tire wear issue. So I will click this and see if John, or is it Jody? I don't know. My name is Jody. <laughs> hey, Mike. It's Call John. her name Jody. I don't know who it, why it's got two names here, but it's what it is. It, it probably came up because my wife's name's Jody's. It's on the phone. Yeah. And, but, but it's my name that I left recorded. <laughs> I see. So you're trying to impersonate Jody. Well, you need to do some yeah. work on your voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She sounds a lot better than me. I would think. <laughs> so what, hey. what's up? So I've got a 2014 386D. I uh, when I bought the drives X-Line Energy Ds, they had just switched tire tread. So I went from uh, I got six of the old or two of the old and six of the new. And when okay. they changed it, you know, they went to like a solid shoulder now, mm-hmm. where they used to be that you know I don't know the slitted side or whatever. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Well. Well, that, you know, I put those two tires together because the tire shop, that's all he had at that time. So I put them together in in one position, and it's my front right drive. Well, Mm -hmm. I noticed it has a little bit, just on the inside of the tire, a little bit heel-to-toe wear, and I I caught it right Mm -hmm. away. I mean, you could feel it more than you see it. I thought, man, it must be i thought maybe bearing so i checked that bearing it's got the cones and there is no bearing lash at all i mean it's high yep yep and so what you got is an axle flex uh yeah Mm -hmm. and an open shouldered tire like that with the cuts in it shows the axle flex more than a solid shoulder does uh all right well that would make sense Mm-hmm. I was and the reason it shows it, if you can, if you can grab those little cuts, grab a uh-huh. piece of rubber there, you can wiggle it with your finger and see it move front to back. Yeah, they flex. Got it? Yes. And a solid shoulder obviously doesn't flex, and the flex is what's going to reflect the heel and toe. Okay. I uh, I pulled them off. I dismounted, remounted and put them right mm-hmm. back in the same position because I was worried about putting another tire there. Uh, you know, sure. that one already sure. had a little wear. And yep. and that's been like, uh, no, close to a month ago. And mm-hmm. it it really, I didn't know if it'd come out of it or not. I can run my hand over it. It's mm-hmm. pretty much flat right now. Yeah, if you, if you catch it before it establishes itself and you yeah. reverse the direction it's rotating and take it, and I assume you took that edge that was wearing away from the next to the frame and put it right between the two tires. It will flatten out. The other thing is that the brand new tire, the tread is real soft rubber and it will take in a regular pattern quickly. 
Yeah. But once you run 10, 20,000 miles on it, the heat and pressure hardens the rubber and it will resist the pattern better. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So you've done exactly the right thing. All right. You think if I put one of the closed shoulder tires in that position, it, it would get away. I just, uh, just keep a real close eye on it. Well, you could, but, but you've already got your tires in positions. You've already got them paired. I wouldn't mess with that. What okay. I would do next time, if it starts showing the pattern, is okay. I would take the outside tire and put it on the inside. Okay. And then if it starts showing the pattern again later, I would take that tire and flip it on the rim. So you're working through all four shoulders to even right. out the wear to prevent it from really getting bad. Right. Now, if I was going to do that, then when it comes to rotating tires, how would I rotate my tires? <laughs> you know, just wear it on X down. Rotate them. X rotate pairs always. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, well, I, well, yeah. So I would go ahead and rotate them like normal, but just still keep sure. an eye on it. I, in my head, I was thinking just keep those in that position always. No, 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 no. No, you can X rotate yeah. them. That won't matter. Okay. okay. Right. Okay. The first thing I thought of was I just didn't want to, to take a chance of ruining another tire. I so agree. That's I agree. Yeah. And doing okay. what you're well, doing is, is preventing ruining a tire. You're doing okay. All right. Well, that's what I'll keep doing. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. You have a good day and drive safe out there. All right. All right. Bye. Okay. So we have worked our way through the callers. And... We still got about 10 minutes left. And I talked some about the feathered wear. And I talked some about the inflation problem. Now, what I didn't tell you on inflation is I said I like to run a little extra air. Our rule of thumb on running extra air in a steer tire is whatever it says on the sidewall plus 10 pounds. We're not asking for a lot more air but we find that an extra 10 pounds significantly reduces that irregular wear in the middle ribs on a steer tire. Okay. Now people get a concern. They say, well, the sidewall pressure is the maximum pressure for the tire. No, it's not. It doesn't say maximum pressure. It says maximum load at this pressure. Okay. So you can put a little more air in there and not hurt anything. The rim is stamped with the maximum cold inflation. And that's what we worry about. So if you've got a 110-pound pressured tire, you probably are on a 120 rim. If you have a 120 tire, the odds are you're on a 130 rim. So I'm asking you to go to what the rim says, and the tires will wear better. Okay, so that's one discussion. The other significant regular wear problem we get is the outside shoulder of the right front tire. And this started in 2000 on Volvo's. And it took us 15 years to find it. It happened again in 2007 on Freightliner Cascadia's because they copied the Volvo. And in 2015, when we found it, we understood what was going on in all of them. Volvo wanted to make a truck that would turn shorter than anybody in the market. So they went to the axle companies and said, how can we make the steer tires turn further? And they said, well, a standard axle, you can only turn about 40 degrees because then the tire comes in and hits the steering linkage or the leaf spring. But if we make the axle wider, 
then the tire can turn in further and we can get you 50 degrees of wheel cut. So that's what we did. They started building trucks with wide track steer axles that would turn sharper. Now an unintended consequence is that when you turn the truck to the right 50 degrees, the tire leans up on its outside shoulder going to the right. The steering arm behind the tire swings in toward the axle and the tie rod gets in line with that steering arm and the ball joint loses control and wiggles like a double jointed elbow and the tire's up here on its shoulder wiggling and it starts cupping. Then when you drive straight, that cup eats its way around and you lose the outside shoulder of the right front tire. Took us 15 years to find that. Dumb, dumb, dumb. The only correction you could do is adjust the steering stops right behind the spindle, there's a bolt that's a steering stop, and restrict it from going past 40 degrees. Now, you can turn left as far as you want because when you go left and the steering arms lose control, the steering gearbox is hooked to the left front tire, won't let it wiggle. So we don't have the problem with the left front tire. You do lose a little bit of wheel cut to the right, but you save the tire. So at some point, somebody has to make the decision I'm more interested in tire life, so I'm going to make the adjustment. Or I really need that wheel cut, so you pay for the tires. Your choice doesn't matter to me whichever way you do it. We are just about out of time here. We've covered three pretty good tire wear problems. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap this up, unless somebody calls in right now and says, I got a question. And Kevin and I will be back on the air next Thursday for our normal show. And we will answer questions. And if we have dead time, we'll talk about some more tire problems. I thank you all for listening. Have yourselves a great day.